Welcome to NFT Heat. We're bringing the top NFT thought leaders straight to you. If there's something you enjoyed on this episode, and we really hope you did, please take a screenshot of the episode and make sure to tag us on Twitter at NFT Heat. We really appreciate your support and you are the only reason we're growing. So to help us, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll then give your review a shout out on a future episode. Welcome to NFT Heat. Whether you're inside the industry or new to the NFT space or an NFT OG, we're going to provide you with the necessary NFT alpha to crush. We'll bring in the top guests and deep dive now NFTs will transform the metaverse, DeFi, and social tokens. I'm Justin Shankaro, the king of alpha. I'm just getting louder every time I say it, John. Is it true? I I guess so. (laughs) All right. As you know, I was a child actor. Then I went to Stanford. Now I'm an NFT entrepreneur. I'm here with my stellar co-host and best buddy, John Kraske. John was a killer in the design space in New York City, running it. And now he's an NFT entrepreneur, metaverse entrepreneur, crushing it, and He's in the trenches every day, learning, growing, and seeking alpha, starting at 4 a.m. As you know, we're two NFT insiders bringing in the top guests to provide you with alpha. Alpha, you love alpha. I love alpha. John, by the way, what's going on in the NFT space today? You didn't ask that question yet, have you? I know, I know. I like blew right by it. I just got back from Austin at Decentral Austin, which is right before Consensus. I'm actually going to miss Consensus I wanted to be here with you and our amazing guest. Amazing. So obviously NFT Heat is my top priority in life. So uh, yeah, no, it was really fun. Spoke on a couple different panels. We had Charles Atkins. We had Sam Huber, CEO of AdMix, Philip Rather, uh, CEO and founder of Musical, which is an awesome NFT music platform. Uh, A couple other amazing speakers on my panels, but we really focused, our panels were focused on transitioning users and brands from Web 2 to Web 3. So I think that's going to be a really important thing over the next few years. That's huge. And you love Austin. What's going on in the NFT space in Austin? Because you're always there. It's the new San Francisco. Honestly, it's crazy. Tesla's headquarters there now. Uh, Google has a massive building there. Facebook has headquarters there. Apple. It's it's the new San Francisco. It really is. You feel it. I haven't seen a city with this kind of entrepreneurial energy in a long time. So San Francisco better be looking out, man, because Austin's coming for you. Love it. All right. You're getting the alpha from John. Go to Austin. It's it's where everything's happening. Tech. And the tax thing, too. You get like 15% uh, more on your, your paycheck. It's ridiculous. I mean, Sign me up. California, New York. I mean, you, you, better be, you better be super rich to live in these uh, states. I mean, at least Texas, Florida. I mean, that's why people are moving there, too. The whole tax situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Totally you know, get it. That's a whole other. That's a whole other show. Though, <laughs> that's so. a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Super cool. Well, we're thrilled to announce today's guest is a giant in the NFT crypto space. We've got Brian Esposito. He is the founder of Esposito Intellectual Enterprises. Welcome to NFT Heat, Brian. Gentlemen, thank you. How are you today? We're doing awesome. I mean, you know, John's just back from Decentral in Austin. We're getting some alpha about that. We're super pumped. And by the way, the way we like to start, we go right into a five-question lightning round to provide alpha to our listeners. What's the first question, John? Let's do it. Brian, what is your favorite Discord? Oh, I mean, it's Bapes, Bapes Clan, of course, or one of our own holdings. It's a, it's a great place to hang out. It's safe. It's a lot of fun. And people, people love spending their time in there. Super cool. All right. Why should people care about NFTs? 
I look at it a whole different way. I mean, the way that I really enjoy the NFT space as someone that's funded and started startups all over the world over the last 20 years, it is a new, amazing way to build a community or, or a built-in customer base, as well as finance a project and save the equity for the ownership and be able to bring things to market a lot quicker with a built-in customer base. So that that's one of the reasons why I really love to, to jump in. And when we did early on and show the world that you can build projects, you can build products, you can build a community, and you can be very successful parallel to your traditional mechanisms by bringing in the NFT component. Love it. Love it. Lightning is going so well today. It's flying. Isn't flying. It? This is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Question three, Brian. Is it too late for people to invest in NFTs? It is not too late. What's great about this chapter is that you can watch all of the mistakes that have been made. You can be more experienced. You can read up on them. There's a lot more history, even though it's not long at all, to be able to know what to look out for, what links to click on, make sure you don't get your wallet hijacked and your digital assets stolen. And now there's more people that are involved that can actually help you and walk you through it. Um, what I really love about the NFT space as well and what we did with Bapes and Bapes Clan is that it brought, it brought the home together. So conversations around the dinner table where... You know, parents and kids that were talking about NFTs. What is this? How do we get in? And it's uh, that's that was really exciting for me to be a conversation piece uh, at homes and connecting families to be able to have something to talk about where everybody was interested in. All right, I, I think we may know this answer, John. But favorite NFT project? <laughs> Broken record. <laughs> it's uh, it's Bapes Bapes Clan. Uh, but there's so many so yeah. many amazing ones out there, uh, and unfortunately, the amazing ones are, are are far and few between. We need to step that up. These projects need to come out a lot more stronger, with a lot more seasoned people behind them that know the importance of people's tax earnings that are buying these things, and to protect those communities and have some accountability onto the roadmaps that you put out there and, and do what you say you're going to do. Love it, love it. All right, Brian. Fifth and final question. What do you say to people who say NFTs are just JPEGs? Oh, I have so much to say about that. <laughs> um, my, my first response would be baseball cards are just paper, cardboard, plastic, sometimes silk. The real value behind them is the emotional connection, the scarcity, and, and what we've shown and, and a lot of other projects in the NFT space is the actual real utility and making it something that people never want to give up. You know, the, the story behind them and the execution behind them should be something that people that hold them would want to pass them down to generation to generation and something that the family or the household never, ever releases. That is lightning, yeah. John. Right? Yeah. No, it's lightning. And a bottle. That's lightning. lightning Brian, you brought the heat. You brought the alpha. All right. What's the score? A hundred billion and two. I mean, we just. Got, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's getting confusing we now. Need to, we need to change our score. We cards. need to change it. It used to be ten out of ten. It used to be ten out of ten. And but, then we gave a bunch of guests <laughs> right. like some seventy-nine billions, and right. then we just gave somebody a hundred. And I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. I'd be, I'd be right. happy with seventy. That was always passing for me. I'd be very happy with hundred and two billion. John just gave you the highest score ever on NFT Heat. It was amazing. You brought super great heat and alpha, Brian. Thank you. All right. Now we want to go a little bit deeper. How did you get into the NFT and Web3 space? So I've been in this space for for quite a while now. If you can think of when it was uh, conceived, uh, early on in my career, I built the first B2B, B2C e-commerce platform for the beauty industry. I was first to launch Google Wallet, which we were hoping was going to be a very bigger success than it was. Um, I built a peer-to-peer uh, -peer lending platform known as Payback well before Venmo and other, other entities that are now on the market. 
I, I built companies like Activity that tracked your influencer score on places like Facebook before the idea of influencers were out there. So my mind, and I think a lot of it has to do with me being out in the world and working with all the companies that I'm involved with and actually being in the, in the mix of life, I see things that are happening before they become mainstream. And it's, it's adapt or die. Uh, so everything that we're involved in, we need to always be looking at where is the funnel going? Where is the communities that are being built? More importantly, where is the capital going where you can either need it for investment or, or, or a growth capital for your business? But where is the customer base that has the extra money to be able to buy that product, technology, or services? So for me, the idea of a non-fungible token or that new medium for connectivity, for a new asset class, a new utility was a no-brainer. If, if it's talked about, you know, we're doing it. That's, that's as simple as that. So whatever the next thing is, hopefully we're ahead of the curve building it so we have it ready before it goes mainstream. And we're able to connect to that, that channel and, and be successful in it. Love Incredible. It. Incredible. All right, Brian. Talk to us about... E-I-E. What do you do and what do you look for in terms of investments? Great question. I don't know what I do. That's the funny part. I, I, I love to build value. I, I love to help companies grow. So for, for the last 20 years, I've built what is now known as a holding company. So Esposito Intellectual Enterprises is wholly owned by me at the top level. Underneath it, there's now well over 85 entities. There's over 150 joint ventures from around the world and proudly operating in over 25 different industries. And that's great. You know, I built a machine. Um, I've hit every problem and hurdle and speed bump you can think of. I've overcome it to make sure that I can continue to sustain in, in the path that I want to be in. But more importantly, now I built something that can help startups be successful. And I can help companies go to market and become more profitable without going through all the grief that I went through. So it's very rewarding for me to have gone through all of those issues and setbacks. And now, because now when I work with startups, even up to Fortune 500 companies, they have direct access to my holding company. So you immediately can start to create value and start to connect companies or IP or technologies with those other companies so that they become more valuable. So if those startups are out in the market looking to raise capital, well, let's work together. Let's properly raise your valuation as something that's sustainable and correct. And now let's start to raise money if needed at a much higher valuation where you don't have to give up as much equity. Step two is let's try to find you making money because raising money and running out of money and raising money and running out of money is a hamster wheel that I do not like, nor do I like the startups to be involved in because it's, de it's de uh, debilitating. It is not fun. And if you're out raising money, then odds are you're not home running your business. So there's always a sacrifice. So with me, it's we're going to work together. We're going to create real value. We're going to boost your balance sheets and we're going to create positive earnings because you have to be making money if you're going to be in business. Otherwise, don't be in business. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. wow. We got to bottle these. Uh, these are like quotes and so forth. This is incredible, <laughs> Brian. All right. I got to say, I looked at your LinkedIn and you've got like 50 jobs plus maybe a hundred or so. <laughs> How do you do it? How do you balance it all and perform at such a high level? Yeah, I got to thank Bezos for training me back in the day. So again, we had the beauty company. We were Amazon.com's first beauty luxe retailer. Uh, through my beauty company, we launched over 1,200 brands. So think now you're dealing with all of these um, management of those brands, the marketing of those brands, the supply of those brands. Then you tie into something like Amazon. And if you're not answering customers back within seconds and you're not shipping orders out within seconds, they ding your account. They possibly remove your account off Amazon. So I went to Vietnam for customer service, doing things quickly, getting things done immediately. Uh, so I have that training in me to be able to respond to things immediately. Uh, parallel to that is if, if you know, anybody that's in business or tries to make connections or try to make things happen, 
there's a lot of fluff out there. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of conversation that isn't real and isn't really going to uh, amount to anything. So with my history and the people that I've gotten to work with, I'm direct to principle. So I, all these entities and IP and companies that I work with and that I'm part of, I can make things happen because I'm dealing directly with another party that is a decision maker. So that's a ton of time saving when you're not trying to make things happen through middle management or and I'm not making fun of middle management. They're they're there to do their job. But when you can bypass that and actually put an idea into motion, it's a lot of savings on your time. Um, and it's very important for me to hold a management position on all of the companies that I'm involved with, with because I cannot have a gotcha moment where maybe those um principals are not doing things correctly, or there's a misappropriation of funds, or they make a mistake. I can't have anything bite me in the ass. So I need to be present. I need to be active. And I need to be part of all those companies' decision-making and processes to protect me, but also to help guide the company when needed. Uh, and lastly, my mind works a lot better with more dots to connect. Some people do one thing and they do it great, and God bless them. But as we learned in, in COVID, if that one thing, there is no need for it in the marketplace, then you're in a lot of trouble. And that's when people tend to find themselves in, in trouble as well. So for me, the more things that I'm involved with, the more dots I can connect. And um, and again, not to sound obnoxious, but I, I get tend to get a lot more done within an hour than some people that I've worked with that takes days or weeks or months because, again, I think that direct access and knowing what to ask for and how to keep things in motion is, is just what I really love to do and what I'm good at. Uh, Brian, are you looking for an intern? Because I'm, I'm, I got my hand raised. <laughs> I'm looking for someone that can replicate me. It's been a hard, hard journey trying to find that, but that's, that's my look right now. Talk to us about Bapes in the Metaverse. What does this project do? Uh, so the BAPES project, again, one of the founding members, we have an incredible team, core team of people. Uh, we went into this space with what I believe was you know, at least setting the next bar of what how NFTs should go to market. So again, I get to work with some amazing people around the world. So we immediately wrapped this NFT project with 25 of what I believe are some of the best business people from around the world. So we not only gave it instant credibility, but we gave the project access to, again, over 25 different industries that these people are either CEOs in or they own conglomerates in. And then what we did is we brought in uh, top designers, animators, and illustrators from Disney, Pixar, 21st Century Fox. And those are the ones that designed and developed our BAPES um, NFTs or, or animations or illustrations. And I still think there's some of the best ones out there. We have our Genesis 2 that's dropping this month. Uh, so... What we did with this project is we created a DAO for all of our NFT holders to be part of having direct access to these incredible people, being part of a project that's going to take the money that's raised, that's going to go and put meta investments into Metaverse or Web 3.0 related startups and companies. But those companies are decided and voted upon about the, the NFT holders of our DAO. So they go, you know, a project will go through a system, it gets voted on, whatever one gets voted on that gets the highest level of votes. That's the one that gets the capital support, but it also, this is the fun part, it gets the complete support of all of the business people that are involved with BAPES. So you take in a startup or a great idea or a project, you're giving it the finance, which sometimes that's the easiest part, but now you're giving it direct access to clients, customers, business, something that it can become profitable, exciting. And, and that, in hopes, and what we're seeing right now, goes back to what I'm saying People holding a BAPES NFT is something like holding a Berkshire Hathaway Class A stock. You never, ever want to sell it. You want to pass that thing down from generation to generation. And what we've done, and we, we made an announcement today, we're 10 sales away from being a $500 million market cap NFT project. 
That's crazy. It's crazy because we launched this in February. That's why I'm talking about how exciting the space can be. The interest and the momentum and the um, the awareness and the actual capital that you can create for projects to succeed is enormous. But you need to really do it in a way where I believe we set a good benchmark on having a great strategy, having great seasoned professionals. And you know we face a lot of problems during our NFT drop too. We have a lot of projects that wanted us to fail because they provide no utility. And if we succeeded, then they would have to start to provide utility and uh, transparency. So um, again, having the experience that we have, we created a hell of a project and we are not slowing down and we're going to probably continue to make mistakes here and there, but we will overcome them and we will keep growing this thing. Let's go. Amazing. Wow. Let's go. That's a great story. It's phenomenal. The art is fire, incredible utility. That's what an NFT project should be. You guys are doing it the right way and it's obviously paying off dividends. So congratulations. Now, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, one last point on that. We were the first um, NFT project of this caliber to have a fully incorporated business in the DIFC out of Dubai in the UAE. We were asked to speak at the Metacon conference last month. So we're, we're um, you know, we're doing things right. We're working with governments and, and regulatory where needed. And uh, and we're going to show show a great way to provide success and value in the NFT space. So no, sorry to interrupt please, you. That's but, awesome. You know, Thank important. you for adding it. So talk to us a little bit about, we hear about coins, you know, you've launched a couple coins, you've got a future coin and then turn coin LTD. I mean, they're, they're, they're working, they're, you're, they're launched, you're killing it. Talk to us through the process of launching a coin. Uh, well, there's, there's the right and the wrong way. Uh, my way is, I hope the right way. It's the longer and expensive way, but it's, it's having the important thing is you got to have incredible legal and accounting and compliance, which all of these entities do. Uh, a dear friend and, and partner in many projects of mine is a gentleman by the name of Roel Campos. He was the previous commissioner of the SEC. Uh, and to touch on Turncoin for a moment, that was many years of development. Uh, and we created a mechanism for people to buy virtual shares of people. So the operating company underneath Turncoin is uh, Virtual Stacks. And we have the full support and investment from people like Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Randy Jackson, David Meltzer. And we'll keep uh, announcing some incredible talent in all different types of industries and sport that are going to be joining as ambassadors. But what's great about that mechanism is we built a real value system for very famous and, and very popular people to have a great liquidity event. So think of a, think of them going public and people buying virtual shares of them. So now all their fans can own a piece of of their artist, but it's not attached to their equity. It's not attached to that uh, that entity's um, business or earnings. It's attached to their popularity and 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 the successes that they have in life. So that's great. Very wealthy people that have an incredible talent can make a lot of money by launching a virtual stacks. But the fun part and what I really love about Turncoin and virtual stacks is that people that are not yet professionals, so they could be amateurs, they could be novices, they could be taking piano lessons, or maybe they're on the uh, the tennis circuit, or they want to become the next uh, Michael Jackson, think of a GoFundMe where they can put up their virtual shares and sell virtual shares to their friends, their family, their coaches, their teachers. And now they don't have to give up on their dreams. And that's one of the main reasons why I was very involved with with uh, Turncoin and Virtual Stacks. And we built a, a powerhouse entity, but we did it the uh, right way. We work with over 100 countries now. We have incredible banking partners and, and Turncoin is actual registered SEC digital security. So it's like owning a, a, a stock or a bond. 
And TurnCoin pays a monthly dividend to all the TurnCoin holders. And it's, it's again, it's backed by the right legal and compliance and accounting to make sure that we're always doing things correctly. We're always protecting people's money. And we're always protecting the um, the celebrities or the, the athletes that launch on our system. Wow. wow. I'm Man. blown away. This is you know some next was, level stuff here. Seriously. This is like, you know, you have little emoji and it's got the mind blown. Brian, you're, you're blowing the mind here. Okay. It's why it's incredible. Oh, thanks guys. So right back at you. I can, we know everything you guys are doing. It's amazing. I'm so honored to be Please, speaking with you thank today. You. The thank honor's you. The honor's ours. Thank you. All right, Brian. So if Jeff, Jeff Bezos came up to you and said, Brian, how do you see NFTs, the metaverse and web three evolving? What would you tell Jeff? I would, I would tell everybody to slow down a minute. Um, one of our other holdings and companies I work very, very well with is uh, Somnium Space. I think it's one of the better VR metaverse related platforms out there. Um, you, know, you obviously have Sandbox and Meta and all these other Decentraland, all these other great, great platforms. Uh, and for the last four years working with Somnium Space prior to the last year is uh, it was like pulling teeth to get brands into the metaverse to be able to have a presence and walk them through the proper processes and what this means to the brand, how they can engage with a new community and how they create real utility. What's happening now is the San Francisco gold rush. Everybody just wants to use the buzzword, get their brand in there and, and say that they're in the metaverse. And I think that's going to cause a lot of noise, a lot of confusion. And at the end of the day, in my mind, I'm looking at it like the consumer or the user you need to master plan how these brands go in. How does it correlate with the community? What value is it adding? Uh, how does it enhance the experience when you're in the metaverse, uh, whether in VR or any other type of portal where you can actually access it? Uh, so my fear right now is everybody's jumping to be in. They want to attach a news announcement with their brand saying that they're in the metaverse. But at the end of the day, what is it really doing besides saying causing noise? And I've learned that the community in crypto and NFT are not stupid. Uh, they they see things quickly. They understand things quickly. And if you're trying to say something that you're not, you're going to lose them. And it's going to be very harder to get their attention and their loyalty if you do a quick flash in the pan style. So m my suggestion is it's going to be around for a long time. Uh, what was it? 17 billion last year in NFT uh, sales. They're saying 147 billion by 2026. That's that's bearing no correction that's bearing that these rug pulls slow down and people start to feel more comfortable and understand that this is a real asset class and a real new medium to to generate uh, excitement and wealth um, but my my concern i've said it a few times over the last month is that any brand that's going to do it do it right uh, I, I reference social media departments inside of companies maybe you know circa 2010 you know, they didn't have a, the right talent in those businesses to be able to get the brand properly on places like Facebook and Instagram. They didn't know how to manage it. And then it ultimately evolved into incredible roles for employees to have when they're social media directors or they're any type of digital uh, director in advertising or marketing. So if you're a company that doesn't have the resources on hand, you don't have the talent in, inside of your company to understand how do you replicate the culture in real life and in the metaverse, take a beat, slow down, do it right. And, and at the end of the day, you better create value for your consumer or your customer or potential customer. Otherwise, you're going to lose them in the real life as well as in, metal, in the metaverse. That was a lot. So hopefully you can maybe slow that we down a little the, bit. When need, you, I, John, <laughs> I need like a, another emoji, like two mind-blown emojis, like a bigger mind-blown. Because he's I, speaking the truth. He's no, saying what you say. I know. It's wild. It's yeah. wild. I know, I know in Japan, they now are going to have a, a minister of Web3, but... 
I feel like the U.S. needs Brian there. Yes. I don't know, Commissioner of Web3. Love it. I don't know. Somebody, needs, somebody needs to talk to Biden. I mean, That's right. this Brian, is the guy. Brian, we're pointing you the Commissioner of Web3 for the U.S. Very kind, guys. Well, as long as you guys can do it with me, then I'm all in. Incredible. 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 Finally, where can we find all the cool things that you're up to, Brian, and all the cool things that your, your companies are up to in the Web3 and Metaverse space? How do we find all of you on social media? Yeah, of course. So uh, corporate sites, EIE.ROCKS. So EIE.ROCKS. Uh, my full name, Brian J. Esposito. I, I utilize LinkedIn and Twitter pretty much only. Uh, you won't find me sharing things on Instagram, Facebook, or anything else. Uh, and uh, I'm always accessible, always available. I love when people reach out to me and I always return the favor and give them some of my time because it takes a lot of strength to reach out to somebody cold. So um, uh, they always get my appreciation and respect. Um, and I had a question for you guys, if I can ask Please. you one. All right. Cause you know, something I, I, I keep thinking about, do you think the NFT market would have exploded like this if it wasn't for a global shutdown? And the reason I, I ask is that people were dying for some connectivity to something and being part of something. Uh, and, and I, I often have to say, I don't think it would have grown this fast or, or, or these communities be able to be so excited and connected with one another if there was nowhere to go, I mean, concerts were shut down, sports were shut down, schools were shut down. So people were craving, drooling for some sort of connectivity to to another person. You answered person. it, Brian. So, curious to hear that. <laughs> that would have been my That's answer. answer. That, yeah, yeah. That would have been my answer. That's it. You crushed it. Absolutely not. There would be no NFT community curious. at all. Well, I respect your guys' opinion, so I'm just wondering if you, Fully if you agree. feel the yeah. same. I mean, without, without COVID, there'd be no... Uh, NFT bull market. Nobody would have been interested. It's we were all shut in and craving community. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, eventually this would have seeped into our lives, but I don't know. It would have been like twenty twenty five, right? Twenty thirty. I don't know. Very very enough. And it, it would have been much more drawn out, et cetera. I mean, it was lightning speed because yeah. we were all stuck in our apartments or our houses with nothing to do, sitting on the computer. You know, craving community. So yeah. it was a confluence of things that brought this together and. And it was a global pandemic that made it happen. Otherwise, John and I wouldn't even be on Alter TV right now. Yeah, very <laughs> we true. We wouldn't be talking to you, Brian. You so. wouldn't have been attacking me at the Soho House pool to That's like right. talk about NFTs. So. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, Brian, you brought the heat. I mean, you brought so much alpha that John and I have appointed you the Web3 Commissioner of the United States. So kudos to you. That's the highest level. I got to get to work. Yeah, nobody. that's even more than like the 102 billion points. Right. That is insane, but it's well-deserved. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, gentlemen. I really appreciate it. You Have a good too. rest of your day. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you saw Brian brought incredible heat, amazing alpha. John and I were taking notes. My mind didn't just get blown once. It got blown twice. In fact, Many times we appointed him the Web3 Commissioner of the United States. Remarkable. Uh, so everybody stay tuned. Next week, as you know, we'll have another NFT thought leader popping in with more alpha. In the meantime, continue learning, growing, and seeking alpha. We're NFT Heat. A huge thank you to two of the creative engines behind this show. First, to LaFlex for the super smooth intro and outro music. What you're hearing is the song Love to You off his 2019 album Flex Appeal. And lastly, a big thank you to Bernardo Rodriguez for the awesome logo for the show. You can check him out on Instagram at Art of Bernardo. 
Everyone, we just want to give you a massive thank you for listening to NFT Heat. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at NFT Heat, and we're looking forward to seeing you next week. <laughs>